Hey, it's Dan Harmon from Harmontown. I want to tell you about an exciting new podcast coming to Feral Audio called Launch Left. Rain, Phoenix, and Moon Zappa are going to interview extraordinary minds, mavericks, and pioneers in their fields. This season, Launch Left is going to celebrate nonconformists like Michael Stipe, Shepard Ferry, Spike Jones, Mario Batali, and many others. And those guests are also going to spotlight their favorite left-of-center emerging artists. So listen and subscribe now at feralaudio.com slash left, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it however you want, man. That's the nonconformist part. office chair. Remember that first stage when you were like, ooh, I love this office chair. Check out what daddy do. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look at what that daddy do. <laughs> Seriously, though, isn't that funny? Look at what, ooh, ooh, ooh. Look at what that daddy do. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Look at what that daddy do. Look at what that daddy do. Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind. Look at what that daddy do is the theme for today's episode. And we're going to be dealing with what daddy did and why he did it and when he did it and why he did it and did 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 daddy do. I'm not talking about daddy. I'm talking about daddy. Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind. This is Johnny Pemberton helming. Didn't I helm? Do I helm? It's like a ship thing. This isn't a ship. It's not a boat. I'll tell you one thing, don't call a ship a boat. People do not like that. People who are ship people do not like when you call a boat ship. <laughs> oh, they do not like. <laughs> Sorry about that. What is that voice? I don't know. I'm so happy to be here and to be talking to you. This is starting to feel a bit like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, right? Because Mr. Rogers, he addresses the camera... As though you, the child, are there, which is pretty nice. I think that's I think that's maybe the success of Roger is that he, Roger the Mister, is that he gave like you know it's like hey, 
I'm talking to you, kid. I'm talking to you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm talking to you. I think that's maybe why I liked it. Everyone else of my generation loved Mr. Rogers so much. He was just straight up talking to you. And he's not talking to you like talking down to you. Maybe he was, but not talking. You don't feel it. You don't get that sense like, doobie-doo poopy. Do you want to smell it? Do you want to go to the choo-choo inside the wall? Do you want to watch the choo-choo walking on the wall, baby? No, he didn't do that. He was like, oh, hi. Hi, I'm a jazz pianist and quite a, quite a man with the, of the ladies. Would you like to check out this weird imagination wall I have behind this wall? The world, world behind the wall, not the wall behind the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what Rogers did. <sighs> I think that's what Rogers did. So, God, I'm having a hell of a time catching my breath here. Um, just the same way that Nick Nolte had a hell of a time getting water to those soldiers in the thin red line at the base of that mountain. Have a hell of a time catching my breath. Um, what could it be? Could it be the the extreme blasting heat in Southern California right now? Eighty five in the middle of January, like blistering, like sun, like like a sun blasting spray, like kill you down dead. Hey, hey, die, 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 die. I'm the sun. Hey, die. Radiation from space. That's what it is. We're getting a. Pretty severe, unfiltered amount of radiation from space these days in Shook, California. So it's kind of hard to deal with, you know? It's, it fucks with your head. There's this idea that, um, you, well, it's not an idea, it's a thing, seasonal affective disorder, where you don't get enough light, so you don't get enough vitamin D and you get depressed. But there's also a thing that happens in places like Southern California where there's no seasonal change, no noticeable seasonal change, so it makes you depressed as well because you can't gauge the passing of time because there's no like, you know, most places, not maybe not even most places, but places where, yeah, I, don't, I don't fucking know. I started getting, but you get it. You get it. If every day is the same weather, then every day is the same. And it's like, what's, am I, am I in a, am I in a dream? It sucks. It's like, you know, when you're hungover and you're in bed, you know, those dreams that just like, keep repeating. You're like, why don't I, why don't I just get up an hour ago and be tired and have that fucking weird, like, uh, scoop it up. Oh, we'll pick it up. And you're here, you're here now? Great. Okay. I'm gonna, scoop it up now. I'll pick it up. And, and, and you're here now again? Oh, great. And scoop it up now. I'll pick it up. And, and, and you're here now again? Great. Oh, fuck. Locked in that shitty dream. That, what I just did wasn't like the dream I was having because I couldn't quite remember it. But man, those are, that's, that's terror. That's the true terror. I think it can be. It can also be both. It can also be bliss too, right? Sort of locked in a beautiful echoing thing, a beautiful just like... That's more of like a different... That's more of like a moaning. It's not really an echo. I could hook up the effects box for that. And I saw a band last night. I saw a pen back. Amazing band. Man, they had some uh, some outstanding, blissful effect echo effects that were blasting me into nether regions pretty pretty hot pretty hot dick <laughs> i just said pretty hot did i just say pretty hot dick i think i meant to say dig and they caught a little bit of the sea or something in there so it sounded like i said dick when i went to say dig either way either way this is a distended intro you're listening to twisting the wind my name is johnny pemberton i think i already said that doesn't matter it's always good to establish who and where and what you are every six minutes. That's a, that's a international radio protocol. If you haven't and you love 
please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It just makes everything better. It really like blasts forth into the, uh, you know, into the Stratocaster. And also tell your friends, tell your friends, do a friend tell, tell like a stranger, just, just help me spread the message if you're enjoying this. As I think, uh, I think right now you're in on the ground floor. Maybe you don't realize it, but you're, you're on the ground floor here. This is a boutique. This is a boutique podcast. I say that uh, as a joke, but I say it as a truth too. Cause everything is, everything's bivalent, right? Everything is kind of like yes and no drama and comedy. <laughs> Two phase. Uh, so do that. Also, please, if you are so inclined, donate to the podcast. You can go to feralaudio.com and you can just click on the donate button or even better, help yourself while helping Feral Audio purchase things on Amazon through our amazon.com portal. Same thing. Go to feralaudio.com. You can shop generally to help Feral or if you want to help a specific podcast, such as this one, Twisting the Wind, shop via my particular Amazon portal, okay? Do it. Snow. I don't know what bad could become of it. I guess maybe you could spend too much. Well, what is too much? Money doesn't exist, right? Does it? It's just, um, it's just, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's like a thing. It's like a fluid. It's like seminal fluid. <laughs> no, it's not, but it is, yeah. So do that. So do that. And, uh, yeah, just keep on, uh, blasting forth. I think I might uh, check in with somebody here real quick on the phone and then probably going to touch down uh, in the back end of the interview here. Really great interview musical. Ah, oh, it's such a good one. It's a real good one. It was kind of a little bit, it's a little bit coming out after I thought it was going to be, which I said in the podcast wouldn't be who, who cares, right? Who cares? Okay. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate oh, God. it. Oh. number are you calling? No, the rockets Thank you for calling you for a Walmart where we save you money to the better. How may I your call? Uh, I guess sort of like a department that does either music or, I don't know, uh, don't, do you have like a bakery? The bakery, is that open? The bakery? Yeah. Yep. I'm calling for, on behalf of Henry. So, does that going to work? <laughs> Deuce wheel. Thank you for calling at the bakery. How can we help you? Hey, this is Ben. How's it going? It's going. Great. What's that? I said, how about you? Oh, I'm going. I'm like going, you know, I'm going strong. I've actually had uh, some coffee today. Uh, I had, um, I had a pretty good breakfast as well. So, you know, I'm pretty, pretty set up. You know what I mean? Okay. What yeah. can I do for you? Well, what do you guys have going there right now? As to what? Uh, you know, just in general, like sort of idea, just idea-wise and stuff. For birthday cakes or yeah, what? Yeah, uh, birthday cake, bread. Probably. Bread. Well, I'm, here's the deal. I got a friend, Henry Phillips, and he is going to be he'll be on the podcast pretty soon, pretty shortly. And he is a he's not a big cake guy, but he loves bread. Is there? I'm thinking about doing like a bread cake for him. You know what I mean? Like okay. a like a like a big hollow we loaf. Won't, we won't frost it or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, I wouldn't want to frost. No, I can't do that. Oh, I got a whole bunch of static. Oh, really? What happened? I don't know. It's oh, on it's, your end. Oh, it's oh. I, don't, I yeah. I guess it must be because I don't hear it. That's strange. Um. 
I hear like you guys have like a, a mixer going on in the background. It sounds pretty cool. No, I have the what you call it sprayer going. I can shut it off. I oh. was spraying a cake. Well, what's that mean? I was spraying food color on our cake. No way! It's a machine. Yeah, I have an airbrush. Oh, you're kidding me! That's so cool. Is it like a computer? Nope. Oh, it's just a little pump. Oh, so just like. Well, you... sorry, shut, hit the wrong button. It's just a little pump. Oh, so how does it work? You put it in like a box or something, or what? No, you just put a little spray in this gun, and then you spray it onto your frosting. Oh, so do you like hose it back and forth like you're watering plants, or what? How does it work? Well, I really don't know. Oh, I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just trying to visualize yeah, it. Just, yeah, it's just it's just an airbrush. It's nothing big. It's really small. Wow, that's really okay. So you want to order this? When do you want to pick this up, or what are you talking here? Well, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do first because it's for Henry Phillips, and he's got a lot of L's in that last name there, and he's a he's a musician. A uh, musician does a lot of he does a lot of performing in different sorts. You know, he's got like these. He's an he's an incredible musician. He's so so he's musical. Yeah, he's super musical. I mean, are you a fan of music? Well, I like music, but it's you know, I don't know what he plays or anything, which is fine. He, and what day you want to pick this up? Well, I don't. I'm, I have probably well, like in a week. Are you want this on a cake or what are you talking now? You said bread when we first started. Well, I'm kind of confused here. I'm getting a little confused too. I think. Well, I think what I would like is some type of a bread cake. Does that make sense? Like a like a cake that's made of bread. So, have you ever heard about this guy who found a child inside of his his cake? No. Yeah, uh, it's some guy in Wasika. It was it was his kid. It was fine. It, it wasn't hurt or anything. Just really weird, you know. I think it's more on, on him that he didn't know that. Right. I think so, he probably envisioned okay, it. Okay, so if you you want to just try down there first. Yeah, I'll try them. Okay, because like I said, yeah. our bread all comes frozen bread dough. It's mm-hmm. ready to put on the pan, mm-hmm. and it's already shaped. We don't do any of that. All we do is set it out, let it thaw. No shaping. Yep, no shaping. No shaping. What What's that? There is some weird noise on your line. Hey, Joyce, this is Kevin. How's it going? Hello. Hey, Joyce, this is Kevin here. How are you? Yes, I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know, I have um. You know, I've I've had better days, but this is a pretty good one. You know, as far as they go, um, I'm looking to get something for Henry Phillips. Do you know him? No. Okay, I was told he comes around there a lot. Um, you know, he's what, like a, what's his name? Henry Phillips. He's a comedian. He also does a uh, guitar stuff. He's a real like he's a real like uh, classic Renaissance man, so to speak. Maybe I'd know him best time. Oh yeah, he's about uh, six seven, has a uh, brownish blonde, pep- salt and pepper hair, uh, plays left. He um, he uh, has like one shoe that's a lot bigger than the other, like it's got a lift in it, like about six inches in the left. Hmm. He's a real sweetheart. Um, he does songs that are like he's got a voice that just sounds like someone who should be like just you know you want to keep listening to it. It's like a like imagine if a lawnmower had a pleasant sound. That's what it would. That's, yeah. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's just like whoa. Yeah. yeah. I'm not real sure, but he says he told like me. Like I said, if I saw him, I might know. Oh, he told me he's there all the time. Okay, maybe he comes in more during the day, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess it's evening now. That's still technically day, right? Right. 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 Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, what about getting him something? I wanted to leave something there for him, like a cake or like a some sort of a pastry item. Uh, we have cake. Uh, we have pies or cake pies, but what's no regular, just cakes. What's the biggest thing you got there? What's it? The largest baked good? Uh, a double fudge chocolate cake pie. What, what would you say? The, the what, what are the dims on that? What? The dimensions? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What are the dims? There's a there's some kind of noise on the phone. I'm having trouble hearing you. Uh, I don't know. I don't hear anything. It sounds pretty clear to me. Oh, um, pray this, pray yeah. this phone here. I must be, it must be that claw machine, right? Sometimes that claw machine makes a weird sound. So, what are the dimensions on that double fudger? What is it? Uh, what is it? Thirteen ninety nine. No, I wonder what about the like this dimensions, like how big it is across and how uh, it's deep. It's the size of a pie. Oh, is it pretty deep though? Yeah, it's deep. So if you wanted to hide like a fake hand, like a rubber hand in there, would it fit? You think? <laughs> I don't know how you'd get it in there. Well, that's why I'm trying to figure out. That's why I was calling because I was thinking like best uh, case. If you just go put a hand, a fake hand in something. You would actually have to bake it in. Bake it in. That would make it taste bad, probably, wouldn't it? Probably, but I, it almost might be worth it, though. You know what I mean? Because like the whole thing would be, Henry, here's Henry Phillips. Here's your uh, double fudger you asked for, and he starts to take a bite, and then he he cuts in, and there's like, whoa, what's this? And he gets scared, and like it would be, you know, it wouldn't, yeah, it would be kind of uh, worth otherwise, it. Otherwise, you could make some kind of a cold dessert, maybe a Jello or pudding type dessert that's cold, and then put it in in it. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that'll be more of a Halloween thing. But I guess this is what I'm... I'm talking about Halloween, aren't I? You're what? I'm kind of talking about Halloween in a way, aren't I? Kind of, yeah. Oh, my God! We are... <laughs> we're rolling. Rolling here. Uh, welcome to Twisting the Wind. We have a fascinating guest today. His name is Henry Phillips. Hey, Henry. Hey. How are you? Doing good. You doing good? How's everything? How's everything sound? Uh, it sounds pretty good. Do I have some kind of weird uh, delay on my voice or something? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Oh, does that? But they're not hearing it on the. Uh... No, they are. Oh. Yeah, only we hear it. But it's. Well, it sounds cool. I, I kind of like it. It makes me feel like I'm some sort of a star commander or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it something sounds sort like. Of... Uh, yeah. The old Who albums. Oh yeah, it's got that some sort of. I know face. you can see me, but see they can't hear the effect, so uh, right. Whatever. But it gives you it gives you the feeling of having the effect, which I think is sort of like this, like just a yeah, little, little bit of confidence. You. That's right. You ever heard about that thing? How they uh, they teach people who have a stutter how to how to speak perfectly. Um, There's like this computer that feeds back their voice, like a, I don't know, not nanoseconds, but sometime. Shortly after oh, they really? say the thing, and somehow that it has to do with some sort of a confidence. It's all thing. psychological. Yeah, well, we all know people that are like not good looking, but they think that they are, right? And and then they wind up leading the lives of good looking people, right? Have because you seen that, yeah, exactly. Because it's like they they, <laughs> they just feel... never thought that they weren't good mm-hmm. looking. So because if you approach a lady and you have the confidence of a guy with a yeah with a, with a big chin, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get that. Puh. Yeah. <laughs> Like I right. think Richard Grieco was one of those guys. Really? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, what, what's that disease called? It's called um, narcissism. No, no, it's. Uh, Is it a disease? It's reverse. Uh, well, the girls have it when they look in the mirror. Oh yeah, and, and they, they, they see something, dysmorphia. 
body dysmorphia. Yeah, so this is reverse dysmorphia. You think you're good looking. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I think a scientist. That, I think I, I think I have that uh, on certain days. It's like a it's like a day by day thing. You know, some days like, oh yeah, it's working. Yeah. And um, <laughs> do you ever, do you do you remember when the first time you like. You know, because when you look at yourself in the mirror, you think you look a certain way like we're just talking about. But then you see yourself next to someone. And yeah. You, it's like this weird comparison thing like, wait, I don't look at all. Like I know, I yeah. I did. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's – yeah, I, I spent my entire uh, first 26 years of my life just being insecure about my looks. What happened at 26? I don't know. I, I, I started just sort of forgetting about it. I was just tired of – thinking about right. it and then things got better after that but I remember being just like I don't know but people plant things you know I remember there was this friend of mine uh, that we always used to mope around like in high school mm-hmm. and he would always be like man if we were like good looking guys a bit more girl <laughs> and I'm like fuck you man we're not good looking what do you mean don't put me in the category yeah. you know? he's like yeah man it sucks that we're so ugly dude and I'm just like that's you know and then yeah there was also uh, a girl who told me I had a big nose, and then I was just kind of bummed about that for a long time. But yeah, it's so stupid. I had a girl say I had pig nipples. Yeah, <laughs> and that was embarrassing because it's like a thing where, I mean, for one, I don't ever show my nipples. Like I don't. How I'm, did she see them? I think I don't know. I think it was uh, swimming or something. I think it was in a dorm room, and I was uh, I took my sh- I was joking around. Maybe we were changing. I don't. I, I really don't remember because all I remember is yeah. the comment. Yeah. And it's like stuck in my head because it's one thing. I had never been self-conscious of my nipples ever. Yeah. They're also, they're not weird. I don't have like, yeah. anyone, they wouldn't, wouldn't be like, whoa, look at those nipples. What? And for all I know, like pig nipples might be just like human yeah. nipples. I don't know. Well, because they're like pink, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a white person who has <laughs> pink yeah. nipples. So, but, Maybe yeah. she said you have pink nipples, but you thought she said pig nipples. I think she said both, probably. Like, yeah, these pink, pinky, pink, little piggy, pink neck See, don't nipples. you wish you could go back, like, just be totally confident? Yeah. And just be like, uh, yeah, you know what? That's cool, though. Your mom does, too. So, <laughs> like, you know, just be like, you know, own it and just be like, yeah, totally. Why, yeah. you don't? You're weird. Yeah, that or just do something where it's like, uh, I don't know, like, not... I could be like, well, okay, so what? Yeah. Um, what do you? Th- well, show me your nipples, <laughs> yeah. girl. Yeah, show me <laughs> yeah, your nipples. No. no, I won't show me nipples. I'm a girl. No, then well, I'm, I'm just gonna assume nipples. you have pig nipples unless you show them. You got little. You got like probably got doubles. You got probably got like <laughs> pear nipples. Yeah. Where there's like two nips when there should be one. That's disgusting. Yeah. A lady I worked with terrible. once. She told me that I eat weird, and that was the worst. Because mm. that's like a thing. That's like I feel like that's a very personal thing. Like how you eat. It's like, you know, you don't think of it. That's, you're so, there's, the ego goes away when you're eating, right? Yeah. It just disappears just because. You're going to animal instinct. Yeah, you're eating. Yeah. And she said I had a weird way of eating. She didn't say it was gross. She said it was weird. Yeah, like, leave, leave it to people to get in your head about stupid shit like yeah. that. Yeah. How, how are you supposed to eat? <laughs> yeah, no. How are you supposed to eat? Well, I used to always get shit uh, when I used to pull my pants down to my ankles when I pee <laughs> in the public urinals, like How at the airport you? and stuff. Well, I still do. No, you don't. Yeah. And, I don't uh, believe that. Well, I mean, see, now you're making me feel weird about it. That's... Uh, and I do it in the girls' bathroom, <laughs> too. No, I don't know. I'm just being silly. When uh, you first came in here, uh, uh, listeners, Henry Phillips has an amazing... Web series. What's it called? The coffee. Uh, one? You and your fucking coffee. And your fucking yeah. coffee. And Henry walks in here and um, <laughs> asked me, like, honestly, I was thinking about getting some coffee beforehand, 
And, um, well, the web series is about a man who's you, who's always asking for coffee and it always just causes these horrendous chain reactions that are super, it's so funny. It's like the funniest web. It's so funny because it's so simple. It's, I don't know. I love it. But when you walk in here and you ask for coffee, I really thought you were just like <laughs> fucking with me. But <laughs> it's, it's, it started out as a, a pre-existing condition, right? And, and now it's just feeding itself because it still happens, you know. And I've got, I want to do more. Um, the the thing is, they cost a lot of money, and I think they generated probably about eight dollars. They worth cost of a lot income. of money. Yeah, there was a big crew and a big budget, and uh, yeah. I mean, I think we could probably do it on a smaller scale, but. Um, yeah, if you look at it, it looks really, looks great, really nice, you know. And um, but uh, yeah, no, I've got tons more. But the whole thing started with I have a friend, Sarah Talamash, who's out out of uh, New York City. She's a female comic. Um, she's a comic. Mm-hmm. She happens to be. Funny. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> People would have known when I said Sarah. Doing but anyway, she's extremely funny, and um, so I I went to. I stayed at her place for a few days, mm-hmm. and in New I, York, I, yeah, in New York. And I said, um, "Can I have coffee?" And she said, "Yeah, just help yourself. You know, it's just uh, my place is your place, whatever you want." Right. And then she was gone most of the time, but I would uh, just sit there and make coffee. Mm-hmm. And it was like awesome, like gourmet coffee, like a drip machine or what? Um, well, the, the coffee itself was really high end, like and, Blue Mountain, and, Jamaica, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> And they had yeah, and then they had a uh, like a coffee maker, and so I'm getting too many details in the no, story. But details anyway, are great. Yeah, we're talking drip here, right? That's right. We're talking whole bean that you ground. Did you grind uh, it? I don't think I think they were already pre ground. Okay, but um, anyway, it was delicious, and I was enjoying several cups every morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, about three days into my stay there, I'm out. Uh, hanging out with Sarah one night and she gets this text and it's all caps and it's from her roommate saying tell your fucking friend Henry to stop <laughs> drinking all my fucking gourmet coffee <laughs> and then she goes oh are you drinking all of uh, Lucas's coffee and I go well what do you mean <laughs> like I thought you said it's your coffee and she goes well I don't know I guess it's Lucas's but uh, <laughs> like I guess they share it but she doesn't drink that much Oh so of they it. don't share it. Yeah so yeah. it's kind of I always thought like it was a, partly her fault but um for not telling me that it was his I'd but, say it's uh, all her I fault. thought it was community coffee. Mm-hmm. So anyway I had to buy the guy coffee. So then cut to several months later How long was, ago was this by the way? That was about uh 2 years ago. It okay. was um now there's some name dropping coming up because uh, okay. I'm in the movie Sleepwalk with me with Mike Birbiglia. Right. So I went to shoot that and I showed up to Mike's place and Mike was on the set and Mike's wife was there and she asked if I wanted anything. And uh, <laughs> I said, well, actually some coffee would be great. And she was like, ah. Oh. And people always get this look on their face like, um, fuck, you know, I don't But want what it. else there is – of yeah. all the things in the world, when you ask them if they want anything – Second to water, that should be the least surprising yeah, thing. Is I think coffee. She, but the thing is, she's not a coffee like a sandwich? drinker. So, so what she did, she said, "Well, I've got this um, espresso maker that we got for our uh, for our oh wedding. God. We've never touched it before." Oh my God. And so I was like, "Fine." And so I'm sitting there on the couch, and I hear all this clanking and stuff going <laughs> on. And at one point. I just hear, fuck. <laughs> and I look over there and, and seriously, the thing exploded. Oh my God. And uh, 
And I was like, well, you know, I don't have to have coffee. And she was like, oh, no, there's no coffee. That, that Like, we have to figure this floor out. And, um, yeah, there was an explosion. Apparently, if you put the water, if you switch up the water and the grounds, it causes an explosion. And, and, you, and so, anyway, this was all pretty hilarious to Jeez. me. But now – then uh, Berbiglia told Mike Berbiglia told me that when he was at the screening for this all ties in mm -hmm. at, at the uh, premiere uh, for Sleepwalk with me, he called me up and he was laughing really hard and he goes, "Some guy came up to me afterward." <laughs> this is while Mike is like greeting, you know, the press and right. celebrities and all this other stuff, and then he's like, "Some random guy came up to me and said, yeah." That guy, Henry, who was in your movie, he stayed at my place <laughs> and he drank all my fucking coffee. That was Lucas. Yeah, that was Lucas. Damn. I guess he saw him. And uh, Mike just thought that was such a random, weird thing for a guy to go up and say about the movie. But anyway, um, so then I, I I think I texted this to Sarah and she, uh, she texted me back, uh, you and your fucking coffee. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny and um, – so Sarah actually is in uh, episode four. She okay. plays the concession stand girl. Oh, right, yeah. She's great, yeah. At the theater, right? Yeah, so... Um, a classic episode. Yeah, the series is just such a no-brainer. So I want to I wanted to talk to those guys about doing four more, maybe on a smaller scale. You should do it. Because... Uh, fucking coffee. As you guys probably all know, um, web... Uh, it's hard to make a lot of money, <laughs> enough money to yeah. validate what you're doing, unless you're doing something really cheap. Or unless you're sort of uh, rooking people out of money. Yeah, By yeah. like, oh, we're, this this is a real small <laughs> production. This is really small. Yeah. Super small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to... I want to pay you. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I'd no. love to pay you. Just, you know, these guys, they're just... Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I hate that too. I always try to at least... Do something to make that. I mean, buy lunch or whatever, yeah. you know. Or Actually, I just came from a web series and I was eating. I just ate the lunch that was provided. Well, that's it good. Was that good. They provided lunch, you that's know. That's good. I just think it's weird to ask people for something and just, uh, you know, like you wouldn't say, hey, you know, move my uh, refrigerator for me, you know. You might, but that's probably well, yeah. your brother. <laughs> yeah, if it's somebody you're really close with and you do yeah. that kind of thing for each other. I have my neighbor. Uh, I he's not, he's not my neighbor anymore. But when I first moved into the place that I'm in, this guy uh, came over uh, to to meet me. You know, he's my new neighbor, and he's like, um, "Yeah, man, we take each other to the airport all the time. That's just oh, a thing we no. do." Oh no, he I'm just like, set what? that up. Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, no, I usually either cab <laughs> it or I'll take my car and just leave it there." You know. <laughs> um, but anyway, oh he God. could tell I was kind of down on it. It was funny because a few days in, he he shows up and knocks on my door and he <laughs> goes, "Hey man, uh, wondering if you could take me to El Aeroporte." <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Is that sort of like like uh, downplaying and like yeah, typifying yeah, yeah, a thing yeah. that like it sucks. He's like, like somehow if, if he chore. makes it sound like a fun. Uh, you know, Latin yeah, vacation hey, no or deal. something. Uh, yeah, dude, let's do the El Aeroporte. Hey, the, uh, hey, what do you think about the old uh, El, 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 El Aeroporte here? Yeah. Huh? I'm just thinking about kind of uh, picking out the uh, basura for me, you know, if you don't <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Out of town, the old, uh, the old uh, basura yeah. kind of piles up, the old trashy trash boy. <laughs> you know, hey, uh, no big yeah. deal. That's like, oh, I wonder if there's other that things sounds like that are a, horrible that you can like just... You know, hey, uh, tell a girl, hey, I, I hope you don't mind. I have a case of the El Herpizo. El Herposquita. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they call it the Frenchman's disease. Yeah. You know, they're Make such, it sound really exotic. And they're fun. such lovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a friend tell me 
uh, she picked me up from the airport and she was like, you realize this is, this, I'll never do this again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and then I, it didn't, took me a while to realize what an inconvenience it is driving to LAX. It's like the thing it's where. It's not like every place else. Like people no. think it's fine. No, it's so far away. Because you're going to spend an hour and a half taking the person there, which mm-hmm. sucks. But then on the way back, you're by yourself. Yeah, that's the bad and you're part. You're probably in the traffic. Mm-hmm. And it's just awful. You it's know? the worst. It's it costs terrible. money. It's not fun. Yeah, and a cab ride's like so expensive, but I feel like it's worth it. Yeah, I just uh, I, I spent just park so much it at the airport. I had a guy, a driver guy who um, I was flying. I was flying for this movie, so I got the, you know they have they have a car service, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy in the car service. I was talking to him. I was making chit chat. I was asking about parking or something like oh, ask because he they park in the short term to pick you up. And I asked him, you ever, you ever just not pay that? Or like, I told him my idea that I had was uh, to say I lost my ticket, pay the full rate, but actually have been there for like oh, yeah. a week. It's going to be less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got to have some well, they have, maximum, right? They have yeah. cameras on the license plates. And I was asking like, well, let's say I just cover up my license plate somehow as I enter so they don't have a record of me yeah. entering. And I just say I lost my ticket. And he's like, oh, you can definitely do that. I ran parking operation for, <laughs> for uh, Casa Permanente for many years. They have no right whatsoever. You can say you don't don't have money, and they cannot they cannot stop you. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was wow. telling me. So if you're really bold, you can just say, um, "I don't have any money. I can't pay you," and they can't they can't hold you. Yeah, they. I think like they might some do weird... some kind of paperwork that makes it look like they're going to do something. Like, right. Okay. Well, we just need to fill out this paper, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll throw it away afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, because you just if you don't have money, they can't get money from. It's them. some weird loophole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a well. I don't know if it's a loophole. It's just a a matter of fact. Like if you don't have yeah. money, well, I mean they could send you bills all day long. They could, and I. But they're they're probably not an accredited agency. Who knows? I, I want to find out. I want to find out the hard way. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of feel bad about it too. It's a thing where, I mean, I'm, if I was like hard up for money and I was like a total disorganized mess, maybe yeah. I'll try that out. But it's like. The well, kind you of gotta thing feel where... bad for these parking lot. Oh owners. yeah, I mean they're the best people in the well, world. You know these guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They make so much money. That oh yeah, was... no, my cousin uh, owns it's several parking lots in Toronto. Actually, Toronto. He's a badass in the parking he's lot. A, he's a parking impresario. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> need to park in Toronto. What's the word for impresario? What do they call those people? Like a a magnate, a parking magnate. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he's heir to the Joe's parking magnate. <laughs> yeah. Who was that dick? He just b- b- blew through here in a Corvette and didn't pay. Oh, that's uh, that's the that's uh, Joe's the son. Park. That's Joe's son. Yeah. He's, he's the heir dynasty. to the parking mag, the parking <laughs> dynasty. Why is that yeah. guy such a dick? Because <laughs> oh, he's he got owns... that parking. Mark. Yeah. I was thinking about that also. Um, I don't know if you've ever taken cabs in L.A., but I have. Yeah, it's a good awful. amount. Yeah, like for one thing, if you use a credit card, like they hate you. They hate you. They just hate you so much. And I'm like, everybody's doing this now. Yeah. We're not walking around with cash anymore. It's just the way it is. You have to deal with it. But they're so pissed off because they want to not pay taxes on it. <laughs> and so they're just like, oh, come on, man. Now there's got to be a record of this money. You know, it's like he just wanted to stuff it in his pocket. But they yell at you. I, well, I had a guy. I was like, um, I don't have enough cash. I told him right away. I did the right thing. And I was like, right away. Even though I always hesitate because I was like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. It's like me at the dentist or something where I'm like, I don't want yeah. to you know, say I haven't been flossing like I haven't. So I like, I, that was good. And right away I said... Oh, excuse me. I said, um, 
I want to pay with a credit card, but I'll give you a cash tip. I don't have enough cash to pay in cash. He's like, you don't have enough cash? <laughs> no, no, I do not. I just said I yeah. don't have enough cash yeah. to pay in cash. <laughs> so. He's trying to make it you feel weird about it, but it's like it's not going to work. Everybody what do you mean? Have cash. Well, you're ha- you have to have cash. Yeah. Wait, you're telling me you don't have $100 on you right yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> no. That's crazy. You, wait, 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 wait. You don't have $100 on you. Yeah. Yeah. This guy acted like I shit on his chest. <laughs> like he gave me the same reaction as if I would have. He, what are you doing? Come on! Like he was acting like that, except for it was just that I had my credit card, which is right. real money. That's right. But anyway, there being uh, there's a big fight now with Uber. Oh yeah, I bet. And everybody's doing Uber now. Uber's less expensive than a cab. I don't um, from the airport. Well, something called Uber X, which is a cheaper yeah, version. Yeah, that's like of the it. that's like a guy. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah so uh, <laughs> some guy. But yeah, that's like literally um, like sixteen dollars from Beverly Hills to Santa Monica. It's ridiculously. What cheap. What about from LAX to? The, uh, I bet the... it's cheap. Um, Man, I thought about doing it the other day, but I didn't. Mm. That was a good story. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like uh, that's like my friend who always has stories about how he almost had a threesome. <laughs> I'm like that's not a story. <laughs> uh, look, let me tell you about this potential threesome. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I almost got in a car accident the other day. Yeah. Um, this woman, she pulled out in front of me, but I, I braked in time. So oh, well, pretty crazy, huh? I mean, that's it's fortunate almost. that there's no story, but <laughs> still not a story. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. So do you ever have – do you feel like you uh, in general tend to get into scenarios like that where people are rubbed the wrong way? Because like, that's, that's like a yeah. theme of punching the clown. No, it theme is. Of the, the, the coffee web series is essentially sort of the same sort of thing where yeah, an unassuming guy. I, I think guy. I might have like OCD or one of these things and it it does lend itself I think to, to my comedy. Uh, right. It might be a crippling thing to have in real life but – because I'll hang out with friends of mine and something will happen – Mm-hmm. And then I'll be right afterward. I'll be like, "That was awkward, right?" And they'll be like, "No, it wasn't even a little bit awkward. <laughs> it was completely fine." And I'm like, "Nah, it felt weird. Felt strange. It's just like I'm kind of, uh, I'm always playing out these situations as a worst case scenario mm-hmm. in my mind, and that's what usually winds up happening. But um, there was one even recently. Um, oh yeah, so there was like somebody had left a five dollar tip on my table at a deli and uh-huh. then I sit down at the table and the five dollars is there and I felt weird having it there like and I started thinking of all these are they gonna is somebody else gonna steal it and then I'm the guy who is sitting here or the longer like, how, yeah. the longer it's there the more the more outcomes that are possible yeah and then yeah. I was like well maybe I'll just push it away from me so I start pushing it but then I'm like well no now it looks like I'm stealing the five dollars so maybe I should just sit here and so then when somebody came by, like the busboy, I was like, hey, there's there's money here, you know. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah no, that's the waitress. She'll come by and get it. And I'm like, oh, oh no. get it away from me. Just it's get just, it. It's asking for some awkward situation to happen. It's just asking to get in trouble. Yeah. Like a homeless person's going to come in and steal it, and I'm not going to do anything about it. And then they're going to assume it's me, and I'm going to get kicked out. But anyway, that stuff never happens, but I always think it in my brain, and that's where I come up with a lot of these ideas. Do you ever do the um, thing with the cell phone where you would do a fake call? Are you a fake call um, person? Oh, yeah. No, I've done that. Do you do it regularly or sort of just like in emergencies? Oh, um, I'm, I mean, I've definitely done it where where you just – you're saying that like you, you could, just want to be out of the situation so or, you pretend like you're on the phone. Or more like a thing, not so much out of a situation, but let's say um, you're just – you're trying to justify – 
what you're doing or where you are. Like, let's say you're walking towards an exit <laughs> and you realize you had to go back in. It's like yeah, a thing yeah. where pull out a phone, pull the phone, or like, uh, oh, hey. I, I left my keys, but you didn't leave your keys, kind of thing. <laughs> but or, you want to say it out loud. Oh, yeah, yeah that's good. Oh, I do that so much, and I, I still do it. I do it less now because I feel like I'm, I'm more just like, no, it's okay, it's okay if I want to look in the doorway of that yeah. place, you know, not just. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you a classic example, and, and <laughs> this this will probably – we probably have a lot of similar stories about this, but this one – and I've been doing it in my act, and I actually want to make a little short about it, but it did happen for real. I was in an elevator, and there was a uh, girl in the elevator that I thought was pretty, and I tried to talk to her for a second, and it was going nowhere, mm-hmm. and all I wanted to do was get out. So when I got to my floor, I didn't know if I was supposed to go right or left, but – uh, I didn't want it to look like I, I just wanted to get out of there. I didn't want to look like I didn't know where I was going. So I thought, well, I'll just go left. You commit. And I'll deal with it. Yeah. Wait for the doors to close, and then I'll figure it out. So, <laughs> so I get to my floor and I tell the girl, "Hey, um, well, good talking to you, and maybe I'll see you in the lobby." Or, uh. and then I and I walked out and I went left, and there was immediately a wall <laughs> right next to the elevator, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" But she couldn't see, so I thought, well, what I'm gonna do. Is I'm just gonna stand here up against the wall for just long enough until, until the, the doors doors close. close, and then once they close, then I'll keep walking the other way. Mm-hmm. So I was just standing like flush up against this <laughs> wall with my <laughs> luggage and everything, just standing there uh. hiding. And the doors aren't closing, but while I was standing there, I looked across from the elevator, and there's a giant <laughs> mirror. mirror. And I can see her, and she's looking. We're making eye contact. She's staring at me, and I'm hiding against this wall. <laughs> and then the doors start slowly closing right at that yes. moment. So the last thing she sees is me getting out of the elevator and just standing, hiding up against a wall. And uh, did she did she make any faces or anything? I think uh, I think it was just she was kind of confused. Like, what's he gonna do? Like, what's he's He's going to wait to kill somebody. I don't know See, what she would have thought. If you were a really that. attractive person, you could have sold that as a joke. <laughs> yeah. And they would have, she would have been like, oh, that's so cute. He did this thing, and then he acted like he was hiding from me. But then he asked me asked me out if I want to go on a date. And it was so weird because it was like, oh, my God, are you really – Oh, he's doing it, but then it was like, oh, that was a joke. Okay. Well, yeah, I know. It, but see, with me, it would have come out weird, too, if I tried to address <laughs> it, but because the doors would have been closing, so I'd be like, oh, that's funny. I didn't want you to see me go, this, and then it would, like, close. So right. It would just come off even more weird. Even deeper, a deeper level of creep. Yeah. Um, the phone thing, here's a good thing you can do, when because I'm at the airport all the time, and flights are delayed. Because you travel a lot for uh, for comedy. For comedy, Yeah. yeah. And so um, Henry Phillips is a comedian, also a troubadour. Yes, troubadour comedian. Is that appropriate term? Uh, I think so. I think a troubadour is somebody who uh, sings songs about uh, about love and loss. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> about war and I'm famine. Not sh- I'm not sure what a troubadour <laughs> is exactly, but I think JJ Kale's a troubadour, right? Would you say he's one? Wait, who's that? You know that musician JJ Kale? He wrote. Uh, he's from Oklahoma. He wrote that song, "After Midnight." Clapton covered it. Oh yeah, yeah. Know, that's oh yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, JJ Kale. I should know. He's an album. Called Troubadour. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. And so. Um, so you're traveling. You're in the airport. Yeah. And so this is a fun thing that you can try. And I'm not, I'm sure I didn't invent this, but like if you're, um, if you pretend to be on the phone, mm-hmm. you can get away with talking so much shit. Like you can be like, uh, yeah, no, I'm like, here's a couple examples. I know. Well, of course they're supposed to give me a discount on my next flight or whatever. They're not. I asked them. They're not going to do it. 
of course I'm going to fly a different airline next time. That's for sure. You know, like you just say <laughs> stuff like that or – Like right in front of the ticket agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the other one you can do is you can start a rumor. Um, oh, this is good. Yeah. I've got a good story. If, if, you're, if you're just sitting there and let's say mm-hmm. that there's a few, um, you know, other passengers and let's say your flight is like two hours late – um, and they always say, well, if it's weather related, then we don't have to pay for it or whatever. Right. So, um, I, I, God, I didn't have the balls to do this, but I want to do it sometime. But, um, I, I remember just thinking it'd be funny, but mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there and it'd be great to just be like, uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I was talking to, uh, one of the flight attendants and, and she said that apparently the pilot showed up drunk <laughs> and, uh, they wanted, uh, they told him he's got to get a cup of coffee or something that he can't. And so they're dealing with this whole thing, but they're saying it's weather. Can you imagine? And then all these people hearing oh. that. And then I heard that the pilot was drunk or something like that. You would that. probably get thrown in Guantanamo now for saying something like oh, that. Oh, I know. Like, how dare you? That's a, that's a level three infraction against airline policy. But if you're on the phone, you mm-hmm. can get away with it because you can say, oh, no, I was doing my lines for my movie. And yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you could say. But it's like they, they can't uh, – I don't know. There's something about being on the phone that makes it able to say anything. I was at the uh, – I think this was at the Delta Terminal a while ago, LAX. And I was at I think that place called like Croissants Unlimited or whatever. Oh, yeah. Terrible, terrible breakfast place oh, it is. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting there in the morning with my girlfriend. And was, uh, Katie Kirk was on this little tiny TV. There's no yeah. sound. And I said to her, uh, right before we got up, I was like, oh, it's such a shame about her. And she was like, what? You know, she's, she's got colon cancer now, too. She's dying of colon cancer. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. It's so weird because, you know, her husband died of it, so now she's dying of it, too. And some guy next to me was like, is that true? I was like, yep. And he's like, wow. And what, he's like, what are the odds? I'm like, I know. And we got up and go, went to our flight. You know, That's awesome. Totally you're not gone. true. Not yeah, true. You're, yeah. you're but, gone. That, you so, just started a whole thing. I know. I like to think for at least a week that sort of sort of slowly – branched out in this conical yeah like he's probably telling people at dinner it's like well no absolutely like yeah she's just learning that you can say something that's not true Mm -hmm. you know wow that's so bad it's so terrible she also got colon cancer what are the odds of that yeah jeez poor woman i've i've had so many people give me wrong information Mm -hmm. and then uh i'll repeat it and then they'll google it and i'm like well who the what the hell is this person telling me this stuff for? You know, like, there was a great. Uh, I used to listen. To, you were listening to the uh, the Santa Monica City Council that's aired on KPCC. Oh, I think it's like on Tuesday nights or something like that. Dude, I think I've seen it on TV or something. It's pretty great because there's like there's some regulars, right? Guess, there's a guy yeah. named like like K Dog, and he's always coming up to say something crazy. He wears like the Kangol yeah. hat and wears like big necklaces. Wow. I heard on one time on the radio, this guy was like uh, talking, spent like five minutes. He spent his entire time he's allowed to speak to the to the council talking about how, like what you've done by making a rule that you can't sleep in your car. You're taking a place to sleep from away from a lot of people on the beach here on this whole Venice and Santa Monica area. It's unfair because a lot of people, that's all they have is a place to sleep is in their car. What if you're just... Taking a nap, and that's that's you want to take a nap in your car. It's you're not disturbing anybody if you're in a parking spot you've paid for. I think it's ridiculous. And he and he said his whole thing, and afterwards the council was like, um, uh, "There, there's no, there's no rule whatsoever <laughs> that says anything about that. We haven't uh, ever even tabled that motion, so I don't, 
know what you're talking about. Sorry about that. (laughs) Just like so up in arms about something that doesn't even exist. And then it's like, well, I'm sorry. Uh, Uh, That's funny. Well, definitely do not ever think about (laughs) that being a thing because that would be – Yeah, he's got to justify it at that point. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to make sure you don't make a rule like that because that would be messed up. Because I heard from K-Dog. Yeah. This whole new law about being able to masturbate in bars is <laughs> awful. I mean, what if somebody's masturbating and they get it on your leg? Or you there, have to... There's no such rule like that. Well, there better not be. That would be uh Yeah. Yeah, that, that, you're right. There better not be. Yeah. There, there better... Okay, well, that's good. Let's keep it that <laughs> well, way. I think we've settled this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah, my point exactly. Exactly is what I have to say about that. Yeah. When did you first... um because you obviously have like a very unique voice. Yeah. Like you have like a voice. That, uh, do people ever think you're you're putting it on? Like you're like doing it on purpose? I don't think anybody's ever said Someone's that. been like, sir. No, it's not like <laughs> one of those, uh, yeah. Because someone's like. It's not a character. Yeah, but it's like you have like a very deep gravelly voice. Yeah, I've been told that. I think it's a combination of uh, chronic sinus, sinus problems. Really? Like phlegm gets built up and it's sort of. <laughs> Lubricates the it causes uh, a, vocal cords. It or causes something. a velvetiness. Yeah. yeah, it's very sexy. Um, have you ever done any kind of crazy voiceover? Have you ever been asked to like vo- you know, I, vo for like a something like a like a late night uh, HBO I did, late night? I did voiceover auditions for a year, and mm-hmm. every time I'd, I did it, the agent would always be like, "Oh, that's perfect, dead on. This is great." And I never booked one of them. And then I remember being on the road. And there was a lady, this was in South Bend, Indiana, and she was like the uh, manager of this radio station mm-hmm. or whatever. And she just overheard me going in to, to plug my gigs at the Funny Bone or whatever. And she goes, hey, you got a great voice. Can you come over here and just say into this mic, just say, um, you're listening to the Fox or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, yeah, I do these all the time. So I was like, hey, this is Henry Phillips and you're listening to the Fox. And the lady's like, "Yeah, don't don't say Henry Phillips. Just say you're listening oh. to the Fox." And I was oh, like, so you mean for "Fuck free? you!" Yeah, it's such a difference. Like if I'm saying I'm me, mm-hmm. it's totally fine. She just wanted me to go in and give a free voiceover, you know. And I was just like, uh, "A free station ID." Yeah. So I made up some bullshit about. It. Are you kidding me? That you know, everybody in Hollywood would be suing me. You know, the union, my agent, and everything. They'd be pissed off and. It was completely untrue, but um. So you're not the voice of the fox, is what you're saying? No, I could have been though. Do you think about ever trying to be the voice of something? That'd be great. Yeah, I think I'm going to be one of these because back when I was doing those voiceovers, mm-hmm. it would always say we're looking for a type of. It was somebody like you know Martin a Brian Posehn type or whatever. But I'm I'm like. Well, he probably wanted to do voiceover at some point and maybe didn't get the job. I don't know what his career Does he do a lot of voiceover? No, but but they they wanted that style of voice or whatever. But I think that's what's going to happen to me. I think I'll already, hopefully, already be too successful to do voiceovers, but they'll be like, oh, we want that kind of voice. And it's like, where the fuck were you when I was trying to get that kind of work? (laughs) But um, yeah, so maybe they'll someday say... We want a Henry Phillips type voice. You should do it. I think it should be the. It would be cool if you be the the voice of Twisting the Wind. That would be a cool. What's or that? Like that's this podcast. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, What's you never that? said. What I it was know. Called. I guess I didn't say that, did I? No, you said you yeah. want to do my podcast. I'm leading you in dark. 
Um, well, yeah, I knew, I knew that. You should do the voice. <laughs> yeah, this is a very unconventional episode. We'll you should do the voice of out. someone's like someone's uh, ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, remember the uh, the Wonder Years? Oh yeah. Who was the voice of that? Kevin? Was um, that was what's his face? Uh, Mark Maron. Danny no. uh, Stearns. Daniel Stearns. Daniel. St- it was Daniel Stern, yeah. wasn't it? Jeez, God. Stern, who I met when I was about eleven. Oh, cool. He's the best man. My dad was friends with him, and he came. Uh, my place. Where did you grow up? Well, this was in Englewood, New Jersey, where we lived for okay. a couple of years. We were out here in L.A. by the time I was 13. Englewood, that's where Rudy Van Getter, oh, right? There, there's yeah. a lot of uh, John Travolta. Um, Holy shit. I think, uh, well, Sarah Jessica Parker was a neighbor. I was friends with her little brother. Really? And, um, the Parkers? The Jessica Parkers? Yeah, well, they were the <laughs> Parkers, and then uh, his name was Forsty. But, uh, Forsty? They like, yeah, they... Oh. They had two different. They were kind of split, but um, still good friends. Actually, I still see uh, Andrew there in New York. But, Andrew um, Jessica. Does he go by Andrew Jessica real... now? No. <laughs> but um, yeah, they uh, like Englewood, New Jersey, was a really kind of a, a cool place. You know, it's right on the other side of the George Washington Bridge, it's like from cliffs, New York. right? Yeah, because I think that's where Rudy Van Gelder. I was is it Getter or Gelder? I think I think it's Gelder. Spell Geller. Okay. He's the guy who started Blue Note Records. Oh, okay. So he's like, you know, that's where has, he recorded, um, I think it's where his mom's house was. I think this is, the all the original pressings of all the Blue Note Records have his mom's home address on them. Oh, wow. Because yeah. that's where he, I don't know, I don't know why. There's so much lore surrounding, yeah. you know, jazz is like a kind of thing where it's so easy to misspeak. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. Well, all my albums have my mom's home address on it. Because they're remodels. Oh, no. I promise it as, you know, you have to buy the album and you open it up and it's not your address. No. Well, um, well, you moved out to L.A. then at 13? Yeah. So uh, L.A. proper? Yeah, no, uh, we were in uh, La Crescenta, which is La North. La Crescenta. The foothills. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that by North, North cool. Ridge? or P- uh, No, it's Sport like near Check. Pasadena, Glendale, okay. Eagle Rock. Kind Flint of. Ridge? Near Flint Ridge. Yeah, Flint Ridge is beautiful. Flint Ridge, La Cañada. Yeah, that's extremely nice over there. It's stunning. It's like nothing but uh, one of those big rhododendrons. It's like just forests of rhododendron. Yeah. And nothing uh, else. Like, seriously, people out there listening, they don't want you there, but you should definitely take a drive yeah. through Flint Ridge. Hey, what are you doing like, here? You won't even know you're in Southern California. You'll feel like you're up in you know the Northeast. It's somewhere. nuts. It's like beautiful, lush trees and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, our our area wasn't wasn't quite that nice, but uh, but it was all right. What did your family move out here for? My uh, my parents are actors. Okay, they're actually in my uh, in episode two of the You and Your Fucking oh, Coffee. Cool. My dad uh, is an old guy. He's retired. He's about eighty. He's eighty five now. And um, he uh, he was doing a lot of theater out in L A. Mm-hmm. And then we or in uh, New York. And then he moved out here to L A. And started doing some TV work. You could look him up on YouTube. Bill Wiley and a Bill lot of people. Wiley. A lot of older people recognize him. It's good name. He did an episode of the Sarah Silverman show a couple years ago. Because mm-hmm. um, fa- she's always been a fan of his because she remembers him from a taxi episode like years ago. So it just and like stuck so, in her uh, brain, huh? Yeah. So she put him in this uh, thing where he was like a children's um, TV show host, mm. like a Captain Kangaroo type guy. And he did a good job. Yeah. So did you want to be an actor or do anything when you were growing up or no? Uh, no, nah, not really. That was kind of their thing. I was really into music. and um, But then as I got in, I found out that music is 
boy, I think being a comedian or an actor is hard. A, mu- a musician, that's even harder because... It's so funny because I, I just he, watched Punching the Clown and you said yeah. the exact opposite. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait. You do, oh, oh you, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what line you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> about your brother, like, when he's trying to get the cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. It's like if you're if you're a musician, um, you can always, walk you can always go into a bar Yeah, and get... yeah. I, Let I me guess help what I'm you remember about. your movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you're an actor, you can't be like a background actor at a restaurant or whatever. Um, yeah. Except for in the long run, though. Like a musician can get a $100 a night gig. Right. Um, to go from there to being... Uh, Sustainable. Yeah, like a household name or something. You have to pretty much already mm-hmm. be famous before you're making anything more than 100 bucks a night. But it's like comedians, like I was already playing, like, you know... In 99, after doing it for five years, I show up to Houston, Texas. I don't know who any – nobody knows who I am, but I'm making like 1600 bucks for like Wednesday through Sunday yeah. with hundreds of people watching me and right. selling a shitload of CDs. And um, that was the peak of, of my career, by the way. Hmm. But um, I would talk to my musician friends and they're like, wait, so you just show up to this place and then there's all these people already there. Because, you know, a musician, you have to bring the people yeah, there. Yeah, they have to go to see you. Yeah, They're exactly. not just going to a club. Because people go to comedy clubs like, I want to see some comedy. Exactly. Yeah. So it works for you and against you. I mean, the, the drag part of it is that you have to play for like bachelorette parties and all this other garbage, you know. Right. But um, the cool thing is you can actually make a living off of it. And I tried being a musician. It was extremely difficult. So you tried being what kind of like musician? Like... Solo acoustic guitar. I tried. Uh, I tried everything. I tried doing uh, session work. I had a little uh, community of uh, friends that were trying to get into that kind of work, and it's all networking. And yeah, because um, session work that's like very professional musicians. So yeah. yeah, it's like being. Like you a, have to like be a mercenary. Really, you have to be really perfect, and you, you have also chops, have to be man. really good at schmoozing. Yeah, and I'm sure that. The more mm-hmm. years that you're in it, what I probably would have found out is if I would have stuck it out another 12 or 13 years, I probably would have eventually started getting work. But it's yeah, like, but that's a hard yeah. 12 or 13 years. Yeah, I know. Well, I was like 18 at the time. and then um, But I also got a band together and we were trying to uh, put ourselves out there and promote uh, doing like weddings and stuff like that because we, we had a really good cover band. Right. We took pictures and had a demo. That was right at the time when everybody started deciding, well, we could just get a DJ for oh, yeah. 200 bucks and have them do the wedding because nobody cares if it's a right. live band. And so um, I had a lot of uh, difficulty with it. So I finally said, forget all of it. And then I went to uh, college at UCLA, got a degree in political science. And then during the last year, I, I had some friends that were pushing me to go do like one comedy song that really? I had written. At this comedy show at the Upfront Comedy Club in uh, Santa Monica, and uh, that's where everything changed. I, I met all these new people. They were just like uh, it was like a whole new world for me. You know? Right, because it's like it's not the, it's like a weird it's a weird bridge how that works because it's still music. Yeah, it's still comedy, but it's like I this was like thing the where... musical guest in a sketch group, and Bob Odenkirk and Andy Dick had their duo at the time. Oh, wow. It was freaking hilarious. I just started seeing this whole world of mm-hmm. awesome comedy, great people. There were girls hanging out and they were drinking. And it was just like, this is the life I want. So um, that's that's what happened. And so so for the next five years, that's what I did. And um, yeah, so the music thing, it started with music and then I started um, putting – I started coming up with jokes for the in-between parts. Okay, so you have like a whole, a whole act. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, then after that, you started doing like you started touring and stuff. Yeah, and then now I'm trying to. Uh, 
I like music a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just made a new CD and stuff like that. But uh, where can they I'm get it? Kind of, uh, it's on iTunes. Let's get suicidal, <laughs> and it's also on my on uh, CDBaby.com if you want a physical one. But no, I'm actually really happy with it. It's the soundtrack for my cooking videos, and it's called Let's Get Suicidal. But um, I like music a lot. I'm I'm a little bit wanting to go into different things. Like uh, I don't know. I, I'm okay with acting, but I'd rather be, you know, making my own stuff mm-hmm. and acting it in. You know, yeah, that's the ultimate, the ultimate combo. Because that way, yeah. you. Uh... Well, my favorite was like Albert Brooks, right? The uh, Modern Romance. It's like perfect to me. He's just being funny in his own way, and he's in control of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's got his friends in it, and it's yeah. just like it's so great and it's so funny. Um, that's, that's ultimately, or the, or like the Christopher Guest stuff. I love that. Oh yeah. That stuff is, that's the first thing that got me into comedy. I think that's the first thing I saw where I was like, oh, this is, this is so much different than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. It felt like, it felt to me like I was the only one who was getting to see it. Like it was kind of thing where, yeah. Oh wow. No one else likes this. Like, well, yeah. And they play it so straight. Mm -hmm. They're like trolling, you know? It's so, it's so, uh, relaxed and it's not rushed. Yeah. And not loud. It's just like, ah. Like how how do you get to do that? How do you get to like be slow with things like that? You know. I know. I like that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I like uh, you know going back to Mike Birbiglia. You know, it's it's I I uh, I worked with him a lot, and mm-hmm. um, I'd watch him, and I'm just like, wow, he's playing for a thousand people, and he's so mellow. He's just quiet, yeah. you know. And he's like, yeah, and everybody's just hanging on his every word, and it's like, I always thought you had to shout at him and just fart and say dick jokes every five seconds or whatever but you don't really you, know? you don't it's i remember like when i first kind of figured that out it's one of those things where i still feel, i still this day even as of last night feel like i'm unlearning the the uh the bad habits not bad habits so much but like the techniques when i first started like oh you have to punch through this wall of indifference mm-hmm. and it takes like some noise it takes something to do that but sometimes that's from like doing comedy in the worst places. Yeah, you have to fight that. Yeah, it's like it's like if you're like a, like a shelter dog, like you know shelter dogs that like they think anytime you raise your hand is to hit them. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Like no, I'm here to give you a treat. <laughs> and, oh, oh, I'm yeah, so used to I'm so used to drunks shouting over me that I. Wow, that that's I, amazing. Yeah. yeah, what you're saying is exactly yeah the same with me. So. I remember just being terrified of losing the crowd when I'm getting a paycheck and I'm standing there and, um, you know, the club owner's watching and nobody's mm-hmm. laughing and I'm trying to just jump around trying to find anything. Whereas yeah. looking back, if I would have just stayed focused on what I was do- doing, take a breath, like like Tig is another great oh example. Oh, my God. Tig, but Tig is like watching someone who lives in a different dimension, I feel like. She's yeah. Like, but, and, 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 she can and, see a, a spectrum of light that's not visible to yeah. the rest of us. Yeah. Exactly. But but truth be told, and she'll tell you that she had a lot of really bad sets. Oh, yeah. And so it's not it's not like you're not going to pay a price of some sort. Oh, yeah. You and Verbigli, to... I'm sure, did too. I remember he was telling me about like the funny bones and stuff like that that like, he'd have to do. And yeah, yeah, eventually, if you stick with it long enough, though, you'll sort of weed out the people that don't like you and you'll get mm-hmm. new fans. But yeah, both of those examples are just playing for people that like them now, yeah. and it's a whole different story. I don't know who said it, but some person, some person with repute said, uh, uh, "You can't have a hundred percent of the people, hundred percent of the time," kind of thing. Probably, yeah. Or sometimes, and it's, it's the case where Mark Twain, or... <laughs> <laughs> Mark Twain or Louis Anderson. I don't know. Yeah, something some, like that. Some fat, some uh, <laughs> overweight white gentleman. Yeah. 
I did. I was headlining at this place in Minnesota, this casino, and it was like terrible. It was like, oh wow. It was. I was. I had a cold. It was like over my birthday. It was like just because birthdays are always just bad, anyways. Because it's like a thing where you just. I feel like I don't want to. I don't know. Was, I guess it was kind of good. It was my birthday because that was like, oh, I'm in, I'm involved in this this crapshoot of, of hell <laughs> yeah, in this place yeah. where you can smoke indoors and oh, everyone's yeah. everyone's dying and poor. It must have been like an Indian casino. Or it whatever. was, yeah. yeah. And one night it was like. I was like, I think it was one of the first times I headlined and I was terrified, but there was almost no one there. And people just, they weren't mean, but they definitely, I'd say maybe 80% of the 30 people <laughs> in the yeah. audience were just like looking at me like, oh, I have no idea what's going on here. Wow. But then there were these two, a couple in the back, like a younger couple who were just fucking dying. And everything, everything was hitting. So it was like this crazy thing where... Like oh, like they get everything I'm saying, mm -hmm. but everyone else has no idea. Yeah, <laughs> so, such a that's completely yeah. fine. That's yeah. totally legal, I, and know? I felt great about it. I, I, that that kind of situation I think is great because they're not the only ones in the world that are getting it. Like if you need oh, to yeah. find those people, yeah. Um, I've always said yeah. Like you, at some point, somebody needs to come up to you after a show. Mm -hmm. And say I really like what you do, <laughs> and and then that should be a sign that you should keep doing it. You know, and exactly. it doesn't matter. It do, you don't have to have everybody in the audience say that. But no, somebody. It's, it's as long as bad. somebody out there, as long as you communicated mm -hmm. with somebody, then you then you know that what you're doing is hitting. You know. Yeah. Oh, someone's. I don't know who said it. it's not a thing, but someone said like popularity is just mediocrity reinforced or something. So like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Super popular stuff is always. It, it's like, the uh, lowest common denominator. Right. So it's it's almost like you don't want to be that. But it, it, maybe you don't, not you don't want to be, but it's like a thing where if you're super popular, it's you maybe. And and you know what I've noticed mm -hmm. now that I've been around the block a little bit, it's like a couple of years later, all of a sudden that stuff becomes the popular stuff. Like oh yeah, like the, I remember seeing Tenacious D back in like. I don't know, 98 or something like that. And it was amazing. Like everybody in the comedy scene would go watch them right. in L.A. And uh, you'll see on their DVD, there's videos of like them on SNL and on Conan. And nobody knows what the fuck to make really? of it. Because it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's laughing. That they're, I think it was Saturday Night Live where it just really tanks. Wow. And then I heard a story about how they were on uh, – they opened for I think Stone Temple Pilots and got wow. booed off the stage or something like that. Wow. Yeah, that's they, the best that opening stuff. They had a really stuff. hard time. But then several years later, we're they're huge. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> now. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But so now that's what happens is they were, they were just ahead of everybody. Yeah. And, so then, and then eventually everybody was like – Oh, this is awesome. So I think that's that's a really important lesson too. It's like if you're only appealing to two people, that means that if several years down the line it'll be everybody that's in. Well, look at the office, you know, is right. all that kind of dry humor that we were talking about with Christopher Guest and everything. Everything sort of culminated in now every single TV show is doing that, yeah. you know. It's kind of terrible. So, yeah, man. it's great. We're kind of waiting for the next thing now. You know, yeah. Stop looking at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm really tired of that whole pseudo documentary. That, that bit where they zoom in on the person right when it's supposed to. Be. That's like a yeah. It's an automatic laugh, I guess. It's, it's like a Peter. It's like a Peter Berg thing, I think. Or it's also yeah. It was it was a, a technique they used a lot in the 70s. It was. Um, oh. Yeah, I remember like Planet of the Apes used to do it and uh, the movie Logan's Run. It was just like 
they just zoom in all of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the guy who directed our movie told me that there was a documentary maker who did it a lot. But really? it's like, yeah, you got to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> You're ruining it, you know? That's like that. Peter Berg does it all the time where he has this long, just like snaps in with the, the zoom. And then it's yeah. like, a, you find it. It's like he wants, no, 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 don't find the focus right away. <laughs> Just take a second to find the focus. Yeah, it really feels like we're watching. It's like we're watching Godzilla. Yeah, we're a uh, yeah we're a um, reviewing him. Fly on the wall here of Godzilla. Yeah, uh, we have all these instruments set up yeah. right now. This is maybe you've been hearing listeners. Maybe maybe you've been hearing all these sounds. But you want to play a song from your new album? I can do that. It sounds so good. It sounds so lush. Yeah. Yeah, kudos to our sound engineer over here. Dustin, the Prince of Feral Audio. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess I can, I can do the title track. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not the title. There's no song called Let's Get Suicidal, but um, the first track. Wait, but that is a playoff Jose Feliciano, or no? Uh, I don't know where it came from. Oh, well, there's there's an album. Um, there's an album... Uh, from uh, what's his face Julio Iglesias called Divorcio <laughs> and it's really funny because he's got this beautiful like he's out on the beach and he's right. smiling it looks like wow it must not have been a very good marriage because he looks happy yeah and uh, I had this idea for a little while that I was going to make an album called Suicidio with me being really happy like right. resolving and so the Suicidio and I think it's pronounced Suicidio but it sounds suicidio. funnier to me to say Suicidio but um, anyway so uh, I don't know. All of a sudden, I just I I just came up with this name, Jose Suicidio. It probably because it sounds like Jose Feliciano a little bit. But um, so yeah. Uh, so I have this kitchen uh, series, Henry's Kitchen, and um, this is on YouTube, me, right? Yeah, and it's me making, teaching how to make various dishes, and uh, all of them feature a depressing song from Jose Suicidio. And this is the ti- This is the first track off the new album which is available on iTunes help me make it wait wait now I gotta do the <laughs> intro here help me make it through the night cause I am Coming in last place and 
getting dirt kicked in my face. Everyone pushes ahead of me, and no one stops to care. And I curse the gods each day in vain for giving me this life of pain. When all I really needs a little hug. I don't like myself. <laughs> yeah, Jose Suicidio. Oh, that's great. Such a pretty song. Thanks. Yeah, it's um, I started looking on YouTube at these videos and they're amazing and I always love it the, my favorite part of making a new video is doing the research because I'll find there's just people out of the woodwork it's it's so easy to find hilariously bad oh my God. cooking videos really? it's like yeah there's one of a guy who's like in his attic teaching how to make chili or something and <laughs> it's just sad like you're just looking at it going what oh, it, like, and the guy's just teaching. He's like, yeah, you know, some people say uh, that you should uh, not use beans. If it's not beans, it's not chili. I, I, I strenuously disagree with those people. And it's like, <laughs> who are you, dude? He's like in his mom's attic. Uh, yeah, and um, there's like a 12 year old girl uh, making French toast and stuff, and uh, it's just it's hilarious to yeah. watch some of this stuff. But the the things that always strike me is just sort of the underlying depression of the whole thing. So that's what I'm trying to capture with it's these It's like a songs. desperation, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if I can do a little bit of the uh, – I don't really do these songs live. No, I would say I no. Uh, I would say probably not. <laughs> probably not, but let's nope. see. This one's called The Horror of Sausalito. <laughs> she – wait. <laughs> she, she is the horror of Sausalito. She knows just how to ease your mind And if you ask her if she loves you She'll just smile and bat her eyes For the whore of Sausalito never lies She says she hails from Pasadena And all the sailors know her name And if you mention Palos Verdes She will smack you like a mule And if you hail from San Jose She'll do the same She never has the time To say she's sorry And all the sailors think that she's insane But in a world where no one else will love me Jesus Christ himself has shunned me The whore of Sausalito heals my pain <laughs> Here we go, this is a key change She is the whore of Sausalito but that was many years ago I'm doing a terrible job doing this <laughs> But if you listen very close You'll hear her crying in the breeze For the horror of Sausalito's never free 
big twist part. For the whore of Sausalito is me. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yay. But uh, yeah, the songs on the on the album have a much better production. I'm doing a bad job. Do you do, is it still just I've guitar and to, guitar and Henry? It's all piano and uh, no and guitar. Yeah, very little guitar on hmm. the album, and then I've also got a lot of uh, strings. Wow, um, like Nat King Cole. Yeah, no, I, I actually tried to model a, a little bit after that, a little bit after Neil Diamond. Um, is that who is your biggest musical influence? Well, um, give me like top five. Some, well, top Tom, six. Tom Waits for sure. Tom Waits, and especially on this Jose Suicide thing, I'm basically ripping off Tom Waits. That's okay. You can, and, you can rip uh, off him. Yeah, I'll bring it to a new generation. I feel like he's he rips off too, so it's okay. Well, like the way Mencia brought uh, Bill Cosby to a whole new generation. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm doing with Tom Waits. I'm sharing. Uh, yeah, no, Tom. I mean, we all stand on the shoulders of giants. Right. But anyway, um, so there's also. Uh, Billy Joel. I mean, all those. For in terms of the stuff that I write, it's mm-hmm. all the singer songwriter stuff. Right. Mostly, the more kind of like, sappier versions of it. Um, do you like Harry Nilsson at all? Yeah. No, I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm like such a bad Jimmy I I, Webb. Also, Jimmy Webb. I don't think I know Jimmy. That Webb. was. Uh, oh, he he wrote. Uh, I think a couple of the big Glenn Campbell songs, like the um, the Wichita Lineman and Rhinestone um, Cowboy. I don't. I, I don't remember who wrote that one, but he might have. Uh, but he also wrote MacArthur Park, uh, which is a big one. That was Jimmy Webb, and yeah, he's he's been around. So you like a lot of stuff that's kind of like like that. Basically, when you see those Time Life uh, videos that's for you? like the uh, you know the sounds of the seventies uh-huh. or whatever, like that's the kind of stuff I like. Have you always really been into that sort of? That's the music I, you've been into. I think so because I'm. You know, I was listening mm-hmm. to it when I was a kid, and then years later, I kind of rediscovered it, and I was like, "Wow, I don't think we've gotten much better than this." Never gotten to psych. The, the real music that I do like, I like or the show Psych. Yeah, it's no. Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Yeah. I don't know why that's a punchline, but uh, yeah, no. Um, ben Folds. Okay, I yeah. love Ben Folds. Yeah, his stuff is. Um, I also went through a huge metal fra- uh, phase. Oh, uh, cool. Black Sabbath, uh, Led Zeppelin. You know. All that kind of stuff, Iron Maiden. But um, in terms, of, yeah, Dylan, of course, is Dylan. amazing. Lyric, lyric wise. So you were taking a lot of drugs when you were first getting into music. No, everybody was really into drugs. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I think cocaine had just sort of left the scene and was going to come back like ten years <laughs> later. I was sort of in this window of none of my. Friends were doing coke. Uh, I had I had one friend who was doing it, but he was a real hardcore uh, coke boy. Sunset Boulevard, uh, you know, gigging and all that stuff at a really young age. And um, yeah, so coke. I know that was happening. It just seemed like with my friends, it was more about uh, drinking and smoking cigarettes and and a lot of pot. Too. A lot of pot. You yeah. have to have the weed. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like coke is not a very good music drug, except for maybe some funk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like it's mostly uh, people that wear suits and. And, I guess uh, Steely Dan had a pretty good run with some cocaine. Oh yeah, it served them well, right? Are you a Steely Dan fan? Uh oh yeah, big no, time. That's amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I I got pretty deeply into the Dan with some friends of oh, mine yeah. who I used to be in a band with in Minnesota, and like I still we're still good friends, and we. It's like the, the listening and talking to Steely Dan has become like a like an activity. <laughs> like it's so just good. Sitting around no, they were really doing their Steely own Dan. thing. Yeah. Don't take me alive. It's a great song. Hey well, 19, obviously. Um, 
the heavy metal soundtrack was was a big inspiration for me. Really, the, the movie Heavy Metal in right. 1980. Have you seen that? Oh, it's great. Yeah, and the soundtrack is just fantastic. But Steely Dan, I think they have a couple of tunes on there that are kind of obscure. And then, um, but uh, yeah, it's got it's got everybody on there like uh, Devo and um, oh, Cheap yeah. Trick and Grand Funk Railroad and uh, Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, Black Sabbath, like everything's on that. I didn't realize that. Album. Yeah, it's great. We'll post that on the website. You can go to Amazon. You can get Amazon dot com and you can buy Heavy Metal soundtrack that will benefit Twisting the Wind, and it'll be well. I would a say kickback. steal the Heavy Metal album because they're steal all rich, it. and then buy the Jose Suicidio. Yeah, album they are. All, oh yeah, definitely. Well, that's going to be <laughs> that'll be posted prominently as the Jose cool. Suicidal. Album. Awesome. Yeah. We'll take a quick break here, and we'll sure. come back with a with a co, with a co well, we jam. We got a jam together. Yeah, yeah. I have my bass hooked up, and I think Let's it works. Let me just see. Yeah, it works. Okay, we'll be back. Quick break. Please hold while your call is being transferred. Drop your call. I have no clue. I was born in '89. Uh, a simulacrum means. Happy Kim Trail Day. Yes, that was nice supervising. Johnny, hold that thought. I can't tell you that over the phone. Do you want to get struck by lightning? Twisting the wind with Johnny Pemberton on Feral Audio. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you going to check it out? Okay. <laughs> that was good. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good, like, little... A quick one, yeah. That's what we call it. A turn of phrase. I believe that's what they used to call it back in the day. Are we back? Neumann mics are so good. It's like you can yeah. do anything. It's like I sound more me than I've ever sounded before because of some incredibly wealthy German engineer. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with the whole layout here. It's pretty nice. I mean, this is this is well, it's the valley, this. dude. We're in the the capital. Oh, this is it. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the coolest things about growing up here is that. Uh, before we all had our home studios mm-hmm. and our computer and everything, my friends and I, we would get the rate, the the cheap rate, and do like we'd show up to a studio at midnight and go to like eight in the morning. Oh, that's the best! And we just uh, record to record like one song, and um, yeah, that was really fun. Recording's a bear. Like I only did a little bit of it in a band yeah. when I was younger, but it's like you had no idea how long it takes and how difficult and frustrating it is. I know. Speaking of frustration, we were just talking about in the break. Which we should have been recording about expect. I was saying how oh, yeah. I was asking. Well, Henry got some more coffee because he's you know he's in his fucking coffee. Here yeah. About how Dustin was saying how c- coffee evidently um, gives you the feeling of impending doom. It can be a side effect of caffeine, and how. Which I have all the yeah. time. <laughs> that could be the, like we were talking Maybe about like earlier. Maybe like Maybe it's like a it thing. Could, yeah, it could be. That could be where these uh, coffee videos come from. It's, it's just sort of imagining a worst case scenario. Yeah, I always used to do that. I feel like when uh, of doing something dangerous is imagine the worst case scenario. Yeah, and that's like if you imagine the worst, like. That's what I was saying is how I, I hate having expectations with things, especially with ex, – especially. I'm just going to keep saying especially. <laughs> especially. Especially, <laughs> uh, ex, ex, with performing. And I hate that I have expectations because it's always either better – if it's better, that's good. But then it's also like you're relying on something. Oh, it has to be better than I expected it to be. To do well, or well, isn't that secret thing? Aren't they saying that that's good? That you're supposed to visualize the outcome. Visualize, yeah. Which that's it, true. It's total bullshit because it's like 
I mean, I know there were a ton of jokes going around about this, but it, I mean, the obvious one is, like, I visualize myself having sex with amazingly hot girls <laughs> all the time, and it doesn't necessarily happen. Really? But I should more. Maybe you should gotta, gotta do more, maybe tell them about it or something. I don't know how visual, yeah. I mean, um, I, I visualize a lot of stuff, but I feel like the... Uh, Expectations. I just wish I could eliminate them. Have like a drug that just like you were saying. How Stanhope, your friend, yeah, Doug Stanhope, is the op- well. Like there was like, one time when I asked him uh, about a particular mm-hmm. comic that he used to be frustrated right. by, and I was just we were on the road, and I was like, because uh, I was going through it with a, a comic that I thought of as sort of a rival or whatever. A and, rival, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's and, tough. Um, and. Uh, I go, well, you, and he was kind of making fun of me, and I was like, well, you feel that way about this guy or whatever, and he was like, I wish. I like, He's like, I for five years, I have not been able to find it in myself to give a shit what happens to really? any other comedian at all. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a good place to arrive I think it's a great at thing. or not. I mean, yeah, I think it is, except for uh, I think the way he was making it sound is it made it sound like he was more alive or something at that if he time. Cared. But yeah, he just really didn't give a shit. And I don't yeah. know if that's good or bad, but um it's gotta be um what's the word? Uh relieving or um it's like if it's probably like getting your balls cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A lot of oh, yeah. a lot of the most frustrating parts of your life are just sort of over, you know. Yeah, because you just I don't I don't I don't feel it anymore. Yeah. You know, I just don't feel the drive. It's like hey you want to fuck my wife? Go for it. I could give a shit. Ooh. Let's see. Is the bass working now? Oh, it's just low. What key are you playing right now? A. So I have my bass here now. This is my trusty, ancient Fender J bass made that in Mexico. Is, sounds great. Probably in 1996. Maybe 1995. Oh, my God. This bass is old. How about just for fun, let's try this thing where you could just sit on A for a while. Okay. This is a stick song, and I've never tried this, but it's called Queen of Spades. <laughs> Day. Oh, fuck, that was off. Day into night. She's with me. So cold, so alone, but aware. <laughs> I tried to escape. She finds me. I don't know. That song is kind of terrible. Sticks. Oh, I've never yeah. listened to that. That's like a whole. Well, era no, the song's good. Me. My voice is shitty. I don't no, know I, don't, what I think I might not here. like that song. You have a good voice, Henry. Thanks. Um, what, could, what song could we? We could make to? up a song. Yeah, let's do that. Let's play something in um, D. Maybe right. like kind of like a samba. I think we'd like. Just something in D. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> It's gonna be like a Ween song now. What's that song like? Bananas and Blower. I don't know if I can play and sing at the same time. Expectations. Now A. But I know that this is the song. Wait, we're going to. Shit. 
think I'm out of tune or something. Can we cut out that sticks part? Not because it wasn't amazing, <laughs> but just because uh, we're going to get sued because sticks no, is going to be like, dude, they're doing our song way better than How we ever did it. How great would be if sticks sticks had time to to dig out this podcast? And be like, dude, that would be that's so it. awesome. That's it. You really never know. Let me hear, can I hear an A from you? Yeah. done any kind of John Cage-esque shows where you do stuff with your guitar like you just like um, fuck around with it no I should I don't really do a lot of fun stuff I mean I think I, I do fun stuff I don't do as much fun stuff with music as I should like like I used to I think I burned out on it at some point like I don't really jam with anybody anymore um, but, Me uh, I mean I haven't played music in a long time but So you're, you're going to take in the D to what? D, D and then to... G minor. And then A. Back to D. D. Ha, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful town. Too bad they burned it down. What a beautiful resort. Look at all the breasts on display Oh, look at those bikinis Too bad I'm gay Too bad he's gay It's too bad I'm gay I get laid every day I work as a photographer at the beach Too bad I'm gay, 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 gay. I hate being gay, gay, gay this way, 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 way. Where are the boys at? It's a female resort. Oh, oh, it's so hard being a photographer at this female-only resort when you're gay. And you prefer the company of the male. That may have been like an inappropriate song, but it had a, had a nice sort of, it had a nice jive there. Yeah, I'll do something. You can solo over it. Yeah. Here we go. Jack is all messed up. Yep. Oh. Well, hold on a second. We had it going. Can I pop this out? I'm going to pop it out. So just... Yeah, it was going. It just, it's just this Jack is a piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? I don't have anything in the catalog that we could mess around with. Uh, I used to know slap bass. <laughs> okay. 
This one, um... <laughs> oh, that's not... Hey! I put it once I take it off. Not fucking joking. Won't you take it off? Ugh. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this tone is so. This is whack tone. Yeah. Let me get some nice flat wounds on here or something like that. What about this one? Here's a little jazzy uh, number we can mess around with. Nairobi. It's basically G to B. C and stay on C and then G and then E A D just kind of mess around it's basically like uh, Georgia or That's Life or um, or Radiohead <laughs> except like a, you have to just make everything minor right what the hell am I fighting for not a winner, it's a loser, right? Uh, what if um, it was winner? We could do a version called winner. Yeah, let's so do that. More optimistic. Now, but here we go. Um, this is a song about making mistakes. Sometimes we all make mistakes, and sometimes we catch the real tough breaks. But here's a trick that I've been working on: just say "oops" and move on. <laughs> You ran out of gas Or maybe you stepped on broken glass Or you crashed a cruise ship off the coast of Italy <laughs> And fucked everything up Don't you even sweat it Have a gin and tonic and just try to forget it Cause it's all good Or tweeted your boner to a college girl just say oops and move on Sometimes there's nothing else to do Besides there might be people pissed at you Cause you got a gig at a funeral But didn't know how to do sign language Just say oops It's <laughs> a top one. Oh yeah Or maybe you're a movie star And you end up at a Hollywood bar Next thing you know, you're getting blackout drunk And saying stuff about Jews <laughs> Don't you even sweat it Have a gin and tonic and just try to forget it Cause it's all good Or spilled a hundred million gallons of oil And fucked up the world Just say oops and move on That's a great one. Thanks, man. It's a positive song. Is it you know? called Oops? It's like, yeah, if you fuck up royally, just move on. You Is know? that on the latest uh, CD? Uh, no, that's on my album called L.A. Dream. L.A. Dream. But not with the newer lyrics. I, I do that one live. Um, I uh, That one's sort of like a, a living, breathing process, you know? For a little while, I was talking about Michael Jackson 
uh, you know, do, you know, the may, maybe he killed uh, the oh. king of pop by giving him too much drugs. <laughs> you know, just say oops. So you yeah. just have like you can plug in whatever you want to it. Yeah, I mean that Rob Ford guy would be a great guy to put in. Well, who's that? The guy in Toronto. The um, oh god, yeah, I shouldn't shouldn't I know his name? The crack smoker. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. if you do, then you're only following falling into this uh, to the whole thing. Where I mean, it let's matters. face it, he's a big joke to us. I yeah. mean, it has no bearing on us whatsoever. What happens to this guy? I also think it doesn't really matter that he smoked crack. Yeah, and, unless and also, he's like, yeah, I mean, he's just. I think more people should be. I think you should be allowed to smoke crack and not be as big of a deal as it is. Mm-hmm. Like. If you can hold your sit, to, if you can hold it down, yeah, and maybe and maybe smoke crack re- recreationally. And how like, did it happen? Did somebody call him out and say? Did somebody say they saw him? Doing I think they crack? have footage of him, and oh. I think also the big thing was he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. oh he yeah, admitted yeah, to, I smoked to crack. But I'm wondering who asked him. Like it must have started with some narc. <laughs> no, yeah, fucking narcs. Narked on the fucking mayor, dude. You got any narc songs? Um, hmm. Not really. I don't really have any drugs song. Have you ever dated someone who just all they asked of you was to uh, play music for them? Or something where like, play me a song, Henry? Um, Yeah. Well, they're, it's funny because I've had two types of girlfriends. Right. Ones that uh, absolutely wouldn't, were not impressed at all when I tried to play them music. Well, then how did you start to date them if they didn't like music at all? I think they uh, thought I was famous or something like that uh, by accident. No, I think they I think they liked my act or whatever, but mm-hmm. um but then, know, but then there's other the girls that would get really upset if I wouldn't like serenade them or something. Oh, they want like a true serenade, but not like one a... of one of the tricks I've always done is um <laughs> this is a great way I'm to about to get done to me. Impress a girl um is uh I would take old songs that I grew up with mm-hmm. in the 70s, 80s but if I was, you know, say 40 at the time dating a 20-year-old, Which is exactly what yeah. you want to be doing. I, I could play a song for her that um, she's never heard, mm-hmm. but it's a famous song, but I would tell her that I wrote it. You know, <laughs> like I could be like, uh, I'm lying awake with my head on the floor, thinking of you till it hurts, and I know you hurt too, but what else can I do? When tomorrow doesn't even know I'm all out of love Or whatever <laughs> And they'd be like You know, you really are good at this shit like, Did that work? Be. That song? Um, it's a pretty yeah, famous that song one. Um, Yeah, that but you'd be finger? surprised How many that? people haven't Well, now It's getting harder and harder to pull off Because everybody's Younger people are into it Ironically yeah, I don't understand I don't get that Do you think that that exists The ironic like of music? Yeah, you know, I've talked about this with a friend of mine. Um, here's the best example I can come up with. When you listen to uh, the guy in South Park singing Sticks, Come Sail Away. Right. And everybody thinks it's so hilarious and they're enjoying it. Or if you watch Jimmy Fallon, like, do he has a whole medley of all those 80s songs and people are enjoying yeah. it. He's not doing any jokes. You're still hearing the music and the lyrics that are written to it and everybody's enjoying it. Yeah. It's just that it's being presented to them as though they're making fun of it. So it gives you the license to enjoy it. But right. But the reality is what you're really enjoying is the, the music. song. Yeah, you do like it. Yeah. The, when you hear the stick song, you're still hearing the chords that a guy wrote mm-hmm. and the lyrics and you're digging it. But now you get to say you're making fun of it. It's like the Book of Mormon. People are probably really digging the music, but they might 
think that musical theater is it's bad. dumb. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. So, um, but but now it's being presented in a cool way that they can make fun of it. But the answer is no. You're still enjoying it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that Brian Eno, if this is uh, if I'm not mistaken, my friend told me that in an interview, he. He said for the longest time he couldn't say that – that's his name, right, Brian? Brian, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Famous producer. Yeah, God too, I guess, or something. Yeah. Well, he's produ- he produced oh, yeah. uh, Roxy Music and he produced T-Rex. Well, he said for the longest time he couldn't say that he liked the group ABBA because he felt like uh, his friends wouldn't think he was cool. And it took a long time for him to get the clout and the confidence God. to be able to say, you know what? Fuck you. I like ABBA. And I don't like them ironically. I yeah. think it's good music. I feel the exactly same way. Like something I had, I feel like I had a realization maybe about eight years ago or so where there's no such you can't really to say you like a music ironically is just lying to yourself because I I definitely enjoy like I listen to a lot of like as a joke we'll listen to Creed yeah but at the same time we're having a really good time singing those songs at karaoke and yeah like, or like STP yeah. or um, God, there's so much music that is bad, but it's not bad. It's just, it's just so fun. You feel bad for liking it, yeah, with with any sort of real passion. Because it's well, not that's like, the way. Like when yeah. I was growing up, Dexy's Midnight Riners or whatever. Like yeah. we, we couldn't, ding, 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 we couldn't uh, tell. I couldn't tell any of my friends that I liked that. So yeah. it would be impossible. It'd be death. You know, uh-huh. it'd be like wearing hot pink pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to school. But uh, so anyway. Um, and then I think it's the same with all of these things. Look mm-hmm. at uh, the ironic mustache. It's like there's got to be – and I don't have one. I don't know if a lot of my friends do, but it's like there's got to be a part of them going, I kind of really like the way this oh, looks. I think it definitely is. I, it's not ironic. I don't get that. That's, what I, that's the thing that kills me because I'll wear a mustache – Occasionally, and when I me wearing a mustache is barely there, right? It's like yeah. a very thin. It's a quote unquote creepy mustache, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which fucking kills me. That's like a second thing is, uh, who? Do, why is a mustache creepy? <laughs> yeah. It's not creepy at all. It's just hair. Just some people gave it bad PR, yeah. and it's 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 so like deeply embedded of like this uh, sort of a current. Uh, thirty around thirty generation that mustaches yeah. are creepy, but it's like it's but so you don't terrible. see you don't see hipsters wearing like an ironic cyst or oil <laughs> on their neck. You know, it's like they're not going to do something that doesn't look yeah, good. You know, because it looks good. They like the way the mustache looks. You know, and or um, clothes. You know, or, or whatever. Um, a mullet. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just can't help but uh, but think that people are really digging it, not because it's it's like, oh, look at me with my silly mustache. No, you actually Feels good. enjoy the mustache because it breaks you out. I think it sort of it allows you to break your break out of yourself and be like, yeah, eh, it's an excuse. It's like it's like so many things of like that. It's just an excuse. It's like a not an excuse, but it's like a defense mechanism or like a thing that allows you to do what you want to do, but not have to say that you're like not have to commit. Yeah, publicly. You're just, yeah, exactly. I'm just fucking it's, around. It's kind of yeah. It's coward. <laughs> it's a little cowardly. So, here's the thing: when people out there are watching a movie, like a Will Ferrell movie or whatever, and all of a sudden they play a song from a guy in the '70s mm-hmm. who wore his heart out on his sleeve to write this song and had a lot of success with it, and now everybody's laughing at it. Just remind yourself that you like that song. That you know, when you hear Air Supply, you're actually digging the song yeah. itself. Whether you like it or not, you know. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't. You know, there's plenty of songs that were written back then that we don't bring back because mm. they're just not very they're not good, good. You know, like most of the catalog of bread. 
Yeah, you're not <laughs> hearing a lot of that. I hear a lot of bread these days. Or uh, fog hat. Fog hat, yeah. Um, fog hat's gotten a bad rap. I, I don't even really remember any fog. I guess Fool for the City was their big one. Jackal. Oh, is that one of them? No, Jackal's another, another band. Oh, that's another yeah. band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that song. Uh... Well, have you heard Jackal's song Fog Hat? That gets really oh, confusing. Really? Oh, Fog. There's oh, also no. Fog Hat has that song, The Jackals. <laughs> and then there's that, uh, yeah. what is it called? This Metal Church has a song, uh, Black Sabbath. Oh, that's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It gets very incestuous. Yeah, convoluted. Henry, do you have any upcoming dates? Um, Not like with women, but performing. Well, you know, when, sure you when is this here? Probably like within a week, yeah. Oh, well, uh, I'm really excited about Do you have a lot of L.A. listeners? I don't know. Do we? Hey, uh, are you listening in L.A. right now? Send an email to twistingthewind at gmail, and we'll do a, a live post-up uh, poll chat that'll go straight to the CNN hologram. Okay. okay. Well, here's what I want everybody to do. If it comes out before, I think, January the 18th, mm-hmm. uh, the Saturday night... Um, uh, Augie Smith is headlining the oh, improv. He's funny. Yeah, and I'm on that show, and I think Ron Funches and a bunch of really nice. great people are going to be on that show. So that's that's where I would tell people. Other than that, if you go to henryphillips.com, it's got my dates on there. It's got everything. Yeah. And you can also go to iTunes to uh, purchase. How many, you have a bunch of albums, right? Yeah, I have uh, Seven? five albums now with, with this one. Damn. And, uh, yeah. Do you put them out yourself, or is like a label you work um, with? I've been putting them out myself, my last three of them. And uh, I had a label for a little while. Right. It didn't really work out, and it's not their fault. It's just that you know, there's not much they can do mm-hmm. anymore, and I could just do it myself. Might as well. Know? Yeah, cut out the middleman. Troubadour. Mm-hmm. Troubadour. Yeah. There's Tr- a comic named Timbador who has a bit Timbador? called Vague But True. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Timbador. Vague But Troubadour. Should we fade out on a song or something? Sure. Something vaguely musical? Yeah, a little musical? jam. Yeah. I don't know how much I'll be able to contribute. Day and tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see here. Smashing pumpkins. Thank you for listening to Twisting the Wind with Henry Phillips. Troubadour extraordinaire. Coffee drinker. Man with the velvety voice. Like a wet velvet, <laughs> a velvet that's been wet with distilled water. Thank you. Make sure to get your colonoscopies.
branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.